I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. Room 104's Control-Alt-Delete. So now this is a roundup of uh, some of the weirdest stories from the world of tech and science that you might have missed during the week. And we will start off with one that has absolutely terrified me. Oh no, they always terrify me as well. Oh, yeah. Can't believe this is happening. Well, th- this, is, this is madness. They have developed a machine using artificial intelligence that is able to draw what you are looking at in real time. Oh my God. Without actually seeing. So what they've done is they've put a little cap on you. You know, you see those caps with the electrodes on it. Mm. So it can measure your brainwave activity. And just based off what it's reading from your brainwave activity can draw and replicate what you're looking at. But what if you're thinking of boobs? No, it's what you're looking at. Oh, so yeah. they, they okay. put a thing in front of you to just stare at that. So it'll just, whatever way, it's, it's just reading the okay. visual information that's going into your head. Right, so I'm looking at the FM 104 sign right now. Yeah. And you'd be looking at that, and in real time, in a screen in front of you, it would just start drawing it. Wow. It has absolutely no idea. It, it does not have any visual input. It's measuring the different, um, the, the, the different frequencies on, in your, on the EEG headset that you have on it, um, and it's able to incredibly accurately replicate what you're looking at. But why would you want to do that? I don't know. Like, but, so reason? you can read people's thoughts. Okay. So this was done by the Moscow Institute of Physics and Technology and a Russian corporation called Neurobiotics. See, I kind of like this because I'm so nosy that I want to know what other people are thinking all the time. <laughs> You'd be like, bang that headset on you there now yeah. and we'll have a little look. Yeah. God. So um, Elon Musk, the eccentric billionaire, has, yeah. has thought about adding electrodes into people's heads so that you'd be able to have a link between brain and computer and you'd be able to add more storage into your brain and do a matrix-style stuff on it. But what these people claim is that anything that you're going to wind up inserting into the brain, whether they're electrodes or implants, run the risk of, one, they're being incredibly invasive, and two, they might rust over time and break over time, and that could kill you. Yeah. So not good. So I these, wouldn't do it. No, definitely not. So these guys have said, you know what, let's try and do something that is non-invasive. So they put this little cap together, this uh, EEG headset, and they were able to train the AI and the system to be able to replicate what you're looking at. So what they, they made you do, what they got, they, they made you stare at 20 minutes worth of 10 second long video fragments. So you're there for sitting 20 minutes and you'd have different kind of 10 second clips coming up. Kind of like you were on Vine back in the day. And just based off your, your, brain, your brain kind of frequencies and electro activity. I think it's good. I like this idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just... A, as I said, A, I'm nosy, and B, I'm lazy. So yeah. that's two things that it can benefit yeah. you uh, if you're both of those things. So 
I mean, I don't think I'd get it implanted in my brain, though, if it went that far. But, you know, I'd put on these... Uh, headsets and yeah. goggles and stuff. So you just wonder what the, those Russians are up to with this. Why do they want to be able to <laughs> read your thoughts? I suppose, though, Yeah. here's the thing. If you were going to the trouble of putting electrodes and a big hat on someone's head, you could just put a camera in there easier to I, spy on I think on we, we need to stop worrying about this. We've given them everything anyway, as we <laughs> said. I mean, you signed yeah. up for Facebook or Bebo yeah. years ago and you thought, this is brilliant, but they had a plan. They know what they were at. Now they know exactly what you're doing 24-7. Yeah. In slightly happier news, there is a Canadian uh, space launch startup company called Maritime Launch Services, and what they want to do is tackle space pollution. Space pollution? Now, you may have heard this, may not know, but because we're sending so many satellites and rockets up there, there's a ton of waste orbiting Earth in space, because we are never happy enough just polluting this Earth. We'd like to expand our pollution efforts and make sure that we're completely um, ruining space and making that filthy as possible. Well, one of the things they've realised is that when a rocket from NASA or whatever, Russia or China, when that takes off, some of the, the, the rockets will fall off and land back in the sea and earth. Oh, You know the big right. thrusters, right? Yeah. But some of them um, will fall off in space and will wound up being left in orbit. They won't fall back down to earth. Oh, so it's destroying space. Yeah, it's going to make it a little bit crowded. But some of these rockets are, some of the rockets that are left up there are fairly big. So what this company wants to do, and this is absolutely nuts, it wants to turn some of those empty rocket things into hotels so that you and I, and you listening, by the way, can rent a room in a empty, refurbished space rocket. That would be incredible. Mm-hmm. I'd love that. Yeah. That would cost a fortune as well. An absolute fortune. I don't even know how they're doing this. They're planning on, this is the company MLS, that's the Maritime Launch Services. It has partnered up with uh, Nanorax, who are a commercial space services company. And what they want to do is send up robotic welders and refurbisher things that will go up and redesign all these empty space rockets that are floating around space and then redesign them into facilities, including hotels, research centres and storage, storage facilities. Well, at least they're making use of it. Yeah, no, apparently this is years off, by the way, so we won't be able to do this next year. But you may, in the future, in the very near future, be able to rent a room in a refurbished, disused space rocket and have a holiday in space. I think that's something you'd love to do. Oh, it'd be amazing. Just stay up in space forever. <laughs> God. Yeah, so that's a bit bad, isn't it? Like, to think that we can do that in our lifetime. Yeah, I mean... Pretty terrifying. Hopefully we'll be able to. I'm not sure. But there you go, that's the plan. Just, do you think some of these guys are just making stuff up so they can get hundreds of millions worth of investment no I think it's true I just it just just madness like look how quickly we're advancing anyway yeah I know yeah. so there you go there's going to be disused rockets used for space hotels in the very near future now on to the story of the day the man who had the first ever full penis and scrotum transplant now what happened to him that he had to get this transplant um, yeah obviously very bad story he's a, he's a veteran of the United States um, Army and he uh, stepped on an IED, so one of those bombs. He lost both of his legs. Okay. And he lost, obviously, himself, his manhood down there, a significant part of his manhood, and a lot of his stomach. And for the first time ever, I said the penis transplant has been done before. They had a donor, yeah. who had obviously passed away, but agreed to donate parts of his body for research and science, blah, blah, blah. But the donor was able to give him his phallus because he was same age and same type and blah, blah, blah. And for the first time ever, the full penis, the scrotum, and part of the man's lower abdomen, the skin there, was transplanted from one man to the other, and it has been hugely successful. Wow. Yeah, I know. 
That's amazing. Now, when I say successful, it has been a year since this transplant has taken place. Okay. So the first uh, results of the year follow-up have just been released. So get this, he has near normal erections and the ability to achieve orgasm. Very good. As well as substantial improvements in pleasure scores on patient-reported outcome measures. That's really good. Yeah, as it goes on. This is this is from the paper, by Would the way. this be weird, though, when he's, like... Cause it's, what do you mean? You know, like, when he's doing the deed. Yeah. But he, it's, it's, it had been somebody else's. Or would he feel odd? Yeah. Would you feel like... No, I, I think you'd rather have it than not. You wouldn't mind at all. Would you just be staring at it and be like... Oh, you get used to, wouldn't you? Is that, what, is that what you look like? Okay. <laughs> you get used to it fairly <laughs> handy. Um, but he has normal sensation to the shaft and tip of the transplanted penis. Um, and everything else seems to be working absolutely fine. Fair play to him. Because sometimes you get these transplants and they don't work properly. Sometimes yeah, be nothing worse than it just being functional and not satisfying you. Uh, yeah, but it, sometimes you're not able to use it to go to the bathroom properly. That's absolutely fine with it as well. Sometimes it's just there and you might need mm. to use a little pump if it's not working properly, but this is all good. So this is the first time ever that that has been transplanted successfully with part of this scrotum and obviously part of the the lower abdomen skin as well. And the last bit, I just want to make sure that we have this correct and right now, but basically saying that the sensory testing that they've used on this and on this man is pretty much the exact same as if he was normal and didn't have a transplant, if that makes sense. So he's recovered to near normal sensibility for the touch test that they did on. Well, it's not great that if you happen to lose your penis... You can, go, you can get yeah. You can get new one. Always carry a donor card, lads. Yeah, do. That's, that's the message we're going here. Give up your bits. <laughs> So that's happy days for that. Again, that's the first time that has ever successfully been uh, done in medical history. Now, speaking of medicine as well, this terrifies me. AI can figure out when you're going to die. Yeah, you were saying this last night now. Yeah. I'm so nosy. I am not going to lie. I'm nosy. I, I think if it was there in a box and I just had to open it, would I find out? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, so get this. It's all with this AI. Now, here's the thing. Here's the scariest part of this, right, is that the artificial intelligence... It's so complicated that it can teach itself things that humans didn't even know it could teach itself. Yeah. And it can get faster at teaching itself. So, give you an example. There is a game, I think it's called Go. Is it called Go? Alpha Go? It's an old Chinese game and it's much more complicated than chess. Yeah. So, think about chess and it's like way more complicated. There's way more potential outcomes than okay. it. And chess is hard enough as it yeah, is. Yeah, chess is hard, hard enough as it is. So a couple of years ago, they built a machine that could beat the world champion of chess eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they were able to build a machine that could just learn from the old machine's learnings. And now they have gotten a machine that can beat this new game. I think it's Go. Someone can teach me right. Anyway, they, sometimes they don't know how it learns. And sometimes it even surprises the programmers because they're like, we didn't even think of doing it the way the machine wound up doing it. Oh, you know what I mean? Right. It's very good at doing things like that. So this is what they're scared about. They have no idea how this AI that's able to predict when you're going to die technically has figured this out. So it's far more accurate than the other traditional predictors that this hospital uses, but they have no idea how this AI has come to the conclusions that are correct, but they, they don't know how it's done it. So um, that's, that's really creepy. A, li- a little bit creepy. We're too dumb to figure it out. This is what's happening. Machines are getting so smart, we can't even figure it out. So this was done by research- researchers over in Pennsylvania. So they teamed up with a, uh, a health provider 
to have AI trained to predict which patients are at higher risk of dying within the next year. They took 400,000 patient logs and what they did was they took the ECG readings from their hearts, banged it in, 400,000 records of these, and it was able to detect patterns that could indicate future cardiac problems, including heart attacks and atrial fibrillation. Now, this is where it gets even scarier because the AI model performed better than existing models and it was also even able to detect heart problems in patients who were previously cleared by doctors. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the doctors were like, you look fine. Don't you're worry grand, about it. You're don't worry, your heart's fine. And then you go for a jog and that's, that's you done. And then the AI comes along and goes, no, 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 you're all screwed. Oh, my God. Absolutely screwed. Well, at least if it's able to tell you that much, you'd want to know, surely. Yeah, so the results, the, uh, the results were able to show that the machine was able to distinguish between patients who would die within a year and those who would survive. Obviously, these are people who had heart problems anyway who were coming in for, for checkups. But could they be fixed? As in, could they... Say if it was like, you're going to die within a year because you're going to have a heart attack, you're gonna, your heart's going to fail. No, they just let them die. They're like, sorry, computer says no. But is it, a fa- is, is it a case where if you get the heart transplant, then you're going to survive past that year? Or is oh, it yeah, just going to yeah. tell you, look, you're, you're dying? Um, I, I, yeah, I'd say that they'd definitely be able to kind of build interventions off the back of that. And maybe no, you can let those guys go because they're going to survive. Wow. But again, the researchers have no idea how it is, how it has been so accurate. But how good would that be, speeding up our process in the hospitals? But they don't know if they want to use it because they have an, eth- an ethical complication because they don't know how it works. So, so they, they can't tell, they can't be like, oh, well, that, that's work, detected doc? this or that. No they idea. don't know. I have absolutely no idea. So they, they can't but do if that. it's accurate. I know, but if it's accurate for 90% of the time and then for 10% it's not because mm. they don't know how it works. We're just too dumb. Anyway, AI knows when you're going to die and if you're going to live more than a year if you've got uh, heart problems. So, there you go. This other one, speaking of uh, space litter, well, it's maybe not space litter. The last story this evening is, have you ever seen a shooting star? Yeah, I have seen a shooting star. Sometimes I think it's a plane. You know, sometimes you're like, is that you a, is it's that a plane, plane crashing? No, but you know when it's in the distance and you're like, oh, look at that moving. Yeah. Is that a shooting star or is that a plane in the distance? But no, I think I have seen one, yeah. So, a company has now set up a... They're called Astro Live Experiences and they want to illuminate the night by sending up a ship and a satellite into space that will orbit and then when you want it to, it will release little particles that will fall into the atmosphere and just look like shooting stars. For no reason. Is it meant to be romantic or um, are they serving a purpose? They, I, I'm sure you'd be able to hire the satellite for fancy situations. If you're like, oh, like fireworks and now you can have shooting stars. So you'd be able to bring the satellite over for your 21st birthday on the next edition of my super sweet 16th. That would be 16th and not Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. I mean, it's an interesting concept, but is it necessary? They want to create, the the CEO has said, the CEO is Lena Okajima, has said, with this launch, we are a step closer to realising the man-made shooting star. I think she's looking for a bit of of dollar. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really say why why they want to do it. So they said the satellite will launch centimetre-long pellets. They're going to incinerate upon re-entering the atmosphere and they will look to you and me on the ground. They will look similar to shooting stars that can take three to ten seconds to burn away. Amazing. You know, that's what you should do now to propose. Oh, like get it written out in shooting stars? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it would Forget probably cost about like the, 100 uh, grand. What mm. do they usually do it in? You know, in the sky? The planes. Sky riding, whatever. Yeah. I saw sky that riding. before and uh, by the time... 
the guy had gotten to the end of the marry me thing the wind had blown it all away oh stop so, so he was me. like look, at, uh, look up and it was just a big picture of me oh god, god that doesn't work <laughs> um, yeah so the company is Astro Live Experiences if you want to does it have a t- price uh, check it out it doesn't, it doesn't give a price no um, it's going to be launched into orbit at the end of this month and then after that there'll be a few more tests and then it will be ready to go it's going to fake its first meteor shower in 2020 Look, if you're a billionaire. But I don't know if I like that because what gives you the right to ruin my sky and ruin the stars? Yeah, that's that's a good point. How dare you ruin I mean, my stars? It will look pretty, yeah. but it's not practical. But then loads of people are going to do it. You know what I mean? You'll have like, you won't be able to get to sleep because it'll be like a strobe light outside well, your window. Because see, stars. I think it's going to be so expensive to do that there, there's not going to, it's not going to be a strobe light. If one person does it a year... Ah, but do you, do you think there's, they're going to invest so much money just for one person a year yeah, to do it? that one person a year is going to pay for the whole thing. Nah, you, th- you think not. Nah, they'll be selling loads. Do you think? We're ruined, lads. You thought light pollution was bad now. We have fake shooting stars. It kind of takes the magic out of seeing a shooting star then, doesn't it? Because you're like, oh my God, look, a shooting star. Oh, it was, dude, it well, was fake. Like, I don't, I've maybe seen one once. Mm. I don't see them that often. But that's what I mean. It would what? take the magic out of seeing it because you, they're so rare to come across. True. Now you're like, oh, you see one every two seconds. Well, I guess, yeah, it's, yeah, and it's not even organic. Oh, uh, the depressing world in which we live in. We're all screwed. Well, look. Yes. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.